Does God exist? Is the Bible inspired? Is Jesus Christ the Son of God? These are the questions and hopefully the answers that we will have in this, the 17th edition of Sound Teaching. God exists. The Bible is inspired. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. These exclamations are the very lifeblood of the Christian. However, we need to remember that these are very radical claims, and we cannot expect doubters, or those who may be ignorant, to accept these claims at face value. There must be some very compelling reasons given to convince them of these wonderful facts. In effect, we must have evidence to back up the claim that we claim to be true. The evidences are contained both within the Bible itself and, and also outside its pages. Let's take as a beginning point the evidences that we find in nature. Nature declares the existence of God. The psalmist understood this, and he proclaimed in the first verse of the 19th Psalm, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Think for a moment about what nature tells us. We can guide ships by simply relying on the positions of the stars. We can measure time by the consistent revolution of the earth. We can predict the weather by observing changes in pressure, winds, and tides. Now, how can we do these things without acknowledging that there is an intelligence and pattern behind such an ordered universe? The very beginning of God's Word tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You don't have to hold a doctorate in microbiology to be able to interpret the evidence. All you have to do is go outside and look around and use your common sense. Archaeology also grants us evidence that God exists by showing the perfection and accuracy of the Bible. Consider the people known as the Hittites. This nation is mentioned more than 40 times in the Old Testament. One example of this is given in Joshua 1.4. The Hittite civilization was unknown outside of the Bible up until the turn of the century. In fact, the critics of the Bible use this as evidence that the Bible was inaccurate. However, by the year 1906, an archaeologist by the name of Hugo Winkler was excavating the Hittite capital in what is now the modern country of Turkey. And so much material and facts have been uncovered that you can earn a degree in Hittite civilization at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, these are a few of the evidences that can be examined outside of the pages of the Bible itself, which serve to prove the existence of God. We need to also examine the internal evidences contained within its pages. And one of those evidences is the area of prophecy, specifically of fulfilled prophecy. I'm continually amazed as I read Daniel's interpretation of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He stated that the different parts of the great figure in the dream referred to four great kingdoms, beginning with the Babylonian Empire itself. One need only look to secular history, and he can clearly see the establishment of the four empires of the ancient world. The Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and finally the Roman Empire. The climax to this prophecy of Daniel is contained in verse 44 of the second chapter. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And Daniel prophesied over 600 years before it actually happened that in the days of the Roman Empire, God would set up his kingdom, which would never be destroyed. Jesus, over 600 years later, affirmed the imminent establishment of that kingdom when he said in Mark 9 and verse 1, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here 
who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. The book of Acts, and especially the second chapter of that book, describes for us the actual establishment of that kingdom. And Paul later affirmed that God had set it up when he said in Colossians 1.13 that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. A prophet of God, with the foreknowledge granted him by inspiration, foretold the establishment of the major empires of the ancient world and culminated his prophecy with the establishment of the Lord's kingdom 600 years in the future. No man could have predicted it with such accuracy unless guided by the omniscience of Jehovah God. Now, there is one more evidence that I would like to deal with in this program. You could say that I saved the best for last. I'm referring, of course, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It truthfully can be said that Christianity as a whole stands or falls on the integrity of the resurrection story. If I can believe in a God who is powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead then I can believe in a God who can create the world in six days and bring forth a son from a virgin. However, if Christ was not raised from the dead, then the other questions do not matter anymore because the whole system has already collapsed. So what is the evidence regarding the resurrection of our Lord? Well, consider first of all the empty tomb. Even the enemies of Christ, the Roman guards and the Jewish priests, accepted the fact of the empty tomb. The greatest witness of this fact were the Jews themselves. If you remember Peter's address on the day of Pentecost, he called the Jews murderers and then declared that God had resurrected Jesus. Now, it would have been simple for the Jews to walk over to the tomb, point to the lifeless corpse to disprove Peter, except for one thing, it was not there. The skeptic, however, might argue that seeing a tomb that is empty is noteworthy, but a far cry from seeing a corpse walking and talking. Who actually saw this resurrected Jesus? Well, to answer such a skeptic, I would ask, how many witnesses does the jury want to hear? Notice the statement of Paul once again in 1 Corinthians 15, in verses 3 through 8. He wrote, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, and after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. The fact that Paul claimed Jesus had shown himself to more than five hundred people and at the time of his writing, many of these people were still alive and available to verify this claim, I think, is highly significant. Such an enormous amount of testimony cannot be lightly dismissed. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.